Welcome to the future of email. I'm Dr. Matthew Dunn, founder and CEO of Campaign Genius. We help email platforms grow by giving their customers the power of real-time visual media in their email marketing. We believe that email is the critical civil media channel today for business and commerce. This podcast features the leading innovators in email marketing. Stick around to the end. I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on the Cutting Edge podcast on the future of email. Let's go. Hi, I'm Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of the Future of Email Marketing. And my guest today, I'm delighted to say, is Ryan Phelan, one of the principals of RPE Origin. Ryan, thanks so much for making the time and welcome to the uh, podcast. You bet, Matthew. It's great to be here. Excited. Really excited. So we're just going to talk. And there's a a few things I want to ask you about because we've talked uh, talked more than a bit in the past. um, And you were one of the first people I thought of for us to kick this off. Tell us about RPE Origin for starters. Like, Tell us about the company, uh, background, and focus. Yeah, so uh, RPE Origin is the combination of red pill email and origin email. Uh, John Caldwell, my business partner, uh, big uh, friend in the industry or of the industry, started red pill email 16 years ago last week. Wow. And uh, yeah, and so when I started off on my own, John and I got together along with another friend of ours and started origin email. Okay. And uh, so RPE, Red Pill, was always the tactical execution, integrations, campaign services, and all that stuff. Okay. And then Origin has been, for the last two years, the strategic arm, doing all the customer strategy and, and uh, uh, a fractional CMO practice. Well, now we've, we've gotten to the point where we're going to combine the two and, and form a really full agency that could do pretty much when you think of email – Anything from the strategy of it to pushing the button and everything in between. Design, uh, integrations, data manipulation, data sciences, uh, campaign services, you name it. If it's from the start to the finish, we can do everything. From the start to the finish. By the way, if you're listening to this and can't see the screen, rpeorigin.com is the website, right, Ryan? Yes, it is. Okay. Go see it. It's very pretty. Yeah, go see it. It's very, very pretty. A digitally focused modern agency. Uh, do you mind talking a little bit about the kinds of kinds of customers that you're working with now, or the kinds of customers you'd like to see in the future? Yeah, sure. We do a lot with financial services. Hmm. Um, so they're, you know, as as you know, and a lot of your your listeners or viewers will know, financial services has always been the laggard in digital ecosystem. So we help them with uh, their digital strategies inside and outside of email. So we work a lot in financial services, credit cards, and then we work retail, travel, hospitality, and technology. Um, But really, if you think about um, John and I's experience over the last 20 plus years, I've worked in every, about every vertical on strategy that I can think of and, and on the campaign execution side, leading teams on everything from Lego to Hewlett Packard, you know? And so there's not very many verticals that we don't know about, which is great. Don't know about. I want to come back to the, uh, the background that you touched on, but I do have a couple of, couple of questions about customers, specifically financial services, which you mentioned Uh, laggard industry on digital. Yeah. Is that, has that changed noticeably in the pandemic period that we're 
hopefully starting to exit? No, it didn't. Um, So one of the laggards in financial services has been the regulatory issues, not only with customer data, but just the presence of lawyers throughout the process. Right, right. And so a lot of, you know, every, if you've worked in financial services or consulted or known somebody, right, the, you always build into the timeline, this ambiguous number of weeks or days that the lawyers have to look at your message. Yeah. And try to understand like a marketer, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. worse than ex- uh, executive sometimes. <laughs> and it's it, it's for their protection. It's the liability. It's all kinds of stuff. But that does affect a lot of things. And so we have a lot of experience in making sure that clients don't submit stuff that we know attorneys are just going to balk at. It's, it's We're almost like a line of a defense. And we do that a lot for clients. So it, during the pandemic, no, we saw a lot of closures. We saw a lot of of, of consolidation around one branch uh, instead of seven. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a lot of uh, digital stuff, but as a consumer, and this is just my own personal opinion, I really didn't see any differences because the base technology really already allowed for you not to have to go into the to the branch. Right, right. Uh, but they, you know, because mobile deposit, if you think about mobile deposit and apps and all that stuff, transfers and, and web access, but if you want to start a new account, so I had to churn up a new account during the pandemic. Talk about oh, wow. painful. I'm still waiting <laughs> for it to get set up. So, because right. it's it's not you know it's 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 not uh, it has not evolved. So at least from my perspective, now you may have a financial service person that's like, oh, we did X, Y, and Z, and it's like, well, I. I haven't seen it, but that's just me. Well, you know, they they they've they've got a aircraft carrier to to try to turn with a with a drag anchor behind it called regulation yes. and compliance, and 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 that's not particularly easy. Uh, sidebar, but my experience with compliance and attorneys uh, in marketing content is there's a lot of frustrated creative writers who ended up in the legal department. Um, I used to send them PDFs when I was doing more creative work so that they wouldn't try and rewrite it because they invariably didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We've been lucky to be aligned with companies where their attorneys are uh, very good with marketing. Yeah. Right. They're still lawyers. Right. (laughs) But they're they're not uh, obstructionists. They're not they're not uh, uh, strict. Yeah, and they will have dialogue, but it's still no matter what kind of legal department you have, mm-hmm. it's a two week delay in the in the production cycle at a minimum. Yeah, and so you have to build that into your, you know, think about <laughs> think about the on the retail side, right? Yeah. Some retailers are used to starting on Monday and sending on Friday. Yeah, uh, you're pushing out that timeline, so there's some complexity there that we've been very successful with. Which is which is where the ex, you know the experience you and your partner uh, John bring to this pays off because you've been around the industry. If you don't mind, would you uh, would you fill in a bit about how you ended up you know being being in the principal seat in an agency with this much experience in email? Like walk people through at least briefly your background in this particular channel. Yeah, uh, I have been in this space for 22, going on 22 years. Uh, I started back in 1998 with a small startup in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, <laughs> that was later acquired by giftcertificates.com. And from there, uh, I just, I, I really, 
uh, fell into email in a, in a, in a fun way. So I, my first job was, I was in charge of affiliate marketing and in charge of email. And I did affiliate marketing for a while and, and loved it. I started a conference about it, right. Mm -hmm. Along with two other people. Um, yeah, I started affiliate summit. I was on the team that started affiliate summit and, uh, and then they took it and ran with it and have done fantastic with it. And I just found out they sold it, but I was, I fell into email or chose email because I just saw the potential of it. And I've worked at, at, uh, uh, info USA slash, uh, yes, mail slash, uh, info group slash whatever they are now. Um, and then blue Hornet and I did a stint at Sears. Uh, I served time. Um, and then, uh, blue Hornet and Axiom and Adestra. Um, and all throughout that, that time, uh, as an executive, I was either leading groups of campaign strategists or uh, campaign execution, professional services groups. Um, for, until I got to it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, just for if someone's listening, especially if they're relatively new to the space, I wanted to I wanted to unfold a couple of the companies that Ryan mentioned in that quick trip through quick trip through twenty two years of experience. One of the uh, one of the unusual things, Ryan. Uh, brings to this conversation and to his his clients, obviously, is that he's been both on the on the marketer side, strategy and execution of marketing, and worked at email platform com platform companies, Blue Hornet and Adestra being two of the big ones that you mentioned. Yeah. You've seen both sides: the technical side of the equation, technical and vendor side, as well as the using it, doing it, getting results from it, right? Yeah, I'm one of the very few people in the industry that has had the trifecta of experiences. Right. From being on the client side at Sears, mm -hmm. um, the execution side with responses and run and, and, and Axiom, and the strategy side throughout the, you know, the majority of my career. Right. And Stephen Pollard, who, who was a legend in this industry, also had that experience. And so um, it's a, it's a very unique look, especially it informs my strategy. Cause when I'm working with people, I'm thinking about how, how are they going to execute this? And is this data available? Is this person able to do it? So I bring in a lot of experience to my strategy that plays off of everything I've done in the past. Yeah, absolutely. I'm particularly struck by, by Sears in the list because that, you know, that, that's obviously an, almost an emblematic company, like the dominant retail giant of its day it's not the dominant retail giant anymore for you know for a ton of reasons but but you were there as uh companies like amazon were starting to grow on the back of things like email um which sears didn't wasn't able to uh, adapt to and harness in this in the same way that's uh it's probably an invaluable yeah. uh, learning opportunity I, you know what, it's funny, we, in the 18 months that I was there, which is not untypical from the people <laughs> that went to Sears, um, we did more in 18 months than I have done at any one client in my entire career. Really? I mean, we, we did some innovative stuff and I got to tell you, so if you, uh, if you know Gretchen Scheiman, she was at Ogilvy at the time. She was my partner on the agency side. And uh, the great Robert Schwartz, who's now at Carrot Interactive. And uh, that team that I had, we cranked out some innovation that was amazing. In fact, one of my first 
articles in media was by Diana Dilworth back with DM News, where they spotlighted Sears and all the things that we we're doing. It's a great picture of me because I look like I'm 12 stuck inside a suit <laughs> that I bought it from a, from a, a guy my age. So yeah, yeah, at Sears, right? And so, um, it, but we did some amazing stuff. But yeah. but at the time, yes, uh, Amazon was was uh, up and coming, and and I've got tons of stories about Amazon and Sears that that would take another podcast. But um, <laughs> it was very fast paced and very high pressure. But man, did we do we did a lot of stuff that was fun. You know, you per- perfect segue because the 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 linchpin for for this podcast is to talk about what's you know what's innovative and interesting and compelling and cool and and changing about email because email's been around for a while yes uh, but it ain't done it ain't going away and right. there are there are mountains of possibilities of things to be done so when you talk about like any any particular innovative thing that that you and Gretchen did at uh, at Sears that comes to the top of your mind. Yeah. You know what? Funny enough, I am as old as email. <laughs> I celebrate and I'm not kidding you. I'm celebrating my 50th birthday this year. And email is also celebrating its 50th birthday this Ray year. Ray Tomlinson. Ray Tomlinson. And um, one of the things that that I think and I wrote about this is email is on us kind of a, a, a its next evolution. Right. in in terms of you know, if you think about the pandemic, what pandemic did to email mm-hmm. uh, in a good way, it helped us pivot into uh, looking at what data we use and segmentation and, and really looking at customer type because I'm, you know, every customer that's out there is behaving differently. Now it's incumbent right. upon the marketer to, uh, to, to change the, what they're doing. Right. And we've had an, uh, innovation in email in the last probably five years with real time, with people making um, uh, email easier to segment, looking at signals, mm-hmm. accessibility of data, mm-hmm. um, the fact that you know uh, uh, you can go to one of a zillion vendors and buy pieces of data that help you in your modeling and targeting, and that that technology is now scalable. Mm-hmm. That's a huge step forward. I mean, when we were back with Sears, some of the stuff we were doing was breaking our ESP. <laughs> because it was too complex, right? Right, right. But but that same technology today is being done by companies 10 times the size of Sears. Wow. And I think we're just in a spot where uh, email is, is constantly innovating. Um, and with 50 years under our belt, we've got a long way to go. Right? Yeah, a very, a very long way to go. And, and one of the things that seems to me at least, the the infrastructure email rides on, you know, when, when Ray Tomlinson sent that first, I think he sent the first at sign email, you know, it was like there were eight, there were eight or 16 yeah. or whatever computers on the internet. Now we're talking about a, a global infrastructure with, with a, a available bandwidth curve that's gone through the roof. Like the, the infrastructure email rides on is, is so much richer, stronger, more accessible that you can do innovations. You can, change how the thing works and try things that just weren't feasible. It was too slow or not enough storage or yeah. whatever else. Like you talk about the data driven side of it. I'm, I'm, I guess a lot of the data you're working with in, in guiding strategy now wasn't accessible five years ago, 10 years ago. No, 
Yeah. No, it was all self-disclosed data, right? We only knew what we knew, which was what either people told us or what we could derive from their purchase history. Right. right. Um, we didn't have access to browse data uh, to the customer level. We didn't have access to social data or uh, affinity or intent or any of this kind of stuff. And and what that data does is make our models more accurate. And our messages uh, more resonant with the end user. Yeah, well, it's, it, it it shifts into a more and more, and, and you've I've, you've you've talked about this, I think, in some of your columns, which I want to touch on. But it, it's it's increasingly conversational yeah. because you've got a way of listening. I'll put that in. I'll put that in air quotes. But you got a way of listening mm-hmm. based on data to you know what did this message mean something? Did it move them? Did it engage them? Did they ignore it? Um, Etc. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another thing. And the sphere of influence is bigger, right? The sphere of influence is bigger Um, because usually, you know, in in the old days, uh, (laughs) we could only action action our message in radio, television, newspaper and on our website. Right. Advertising was more affiliate driven. Right. uh, And ad networks were just starting to to crop up and pay-per-click was still like, what what is this? And, and, you know. And now you have you have display. You've got uh, geo targeting. You've got push notification through app. You've got text. You've got email. Still, Absolutely. you've got yeah. all these different things yeah. to push your message, and different ways to understand: did they reply or did react to that message? And so the complex marketer has so many different other avenues than we used to, and and that's. I think what grows, what the what the what the challenge for all of us is, is to make sure we don't become creepy or <laughs> overstepping our 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 responsibilities, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. The 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 ethical side of this, which which is worth touching on uh, as well. Um, you know, back to the data driven piece of it for a second. Couple observations. I'd love your reaction to. Um, one seems to me one of the really distinctive things about email as it sits now amidst all those other digital channels is you're not actually paying a gatekeeper for access and data. And if if I decide I want to hear from RPE origin and I say, here's my email address, I'd love to keep up with what you're doing. That's like, that's me to you. And you didn't, you didn't have to say, uh, okay, mother, may I to, to some, third party, sorry, social media overlord or something. Right, right. It's, 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 I call it civil media, not, not social media. Like there, there's very much, right. a, we're going to, we're going to stay in this compact. If you bug me, I'll say unsubscribe. And most email marketers will go, yep, you're right. Unsubscribe and, and, yep. and away it goes. And that's a, that's a really different opportunity because that increasing richness, access, data-driven science uh, coupled with strategy isn't held captive by someone who says, pay me to go through the door. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and attempts to make you pay to go through the door are summarily dismissed. Right. Summarily but, dismissed. Um, but what we find too is, is that uh, for example, in the ISPs are actually our partner. I was on a call. We were talking about um, section 230 and about self-regulation, self-governance. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were on the call, and we were talking about how the email ecosystem really does play well together because 
the ISPs are fighting as hard as the ESPs are to keep span out of the inbox. And, and we're almost setting ourselves up as the gold standard to say, this is what gets in and this is what doesn't. Right. And there are rules and, and the rules are based upon, are you relevant? And, and did the person ask for it? Not what does the message say, perhaps. Right. And right. So, so even more, even more measurement to feed back into uh, the strategic piece of it. By the way, if you're new to the email space, ESP email service provider, ISP inbox service provider, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Got, yeah. Gotcha. And you, you, you touched on something there about the email space. Like there's a very strong degree of, of self-governance, self-regulation, sort of greater good mindedness to, uh, to many of the players um, in the stack that makes email work. Any comments on that? Yeah, I mean, we we uh, I've I've said this many times in my career. Uh, can spam the legislative law, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is at the bottom of the compliance stack, right? Uh, what what you know? Just because it's legal, and I get that question a lot. It's like, well, I bought a list, I can send to it because it's legal, and it's like, well, that's 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 technically true, mm-hmm. but there are a couple other players in there that don't want you to do that. Primarily, the ISPs, the Internet Service Providers, Google, Yahoo. Right. or Google AOL uh, Outlook. Then you have the ESPs that won't let you, the, the MailChimps of the world, the exec, or the Oracles, the yeah. um, uh, Salesforce, all those that won't let you send unpermission stuff. Then you have groups that are like Spam House and Firewall, you know, those kind of systems, those kind of infrastructures. Then you have industry groups that, that fight against that stuff. And so it's a, but it's a really, I think in the last, two or three years, we've gotten into this very good harmony between all of the different groups to, to move in the right direction in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, we've, as an industry stood together and said, this is acceptable and this is not. And we're shunning the people that people and organizations that don't play by, you know, the, the, the business ethics that I think we all as an industry believe. It's a very different industry. And I've had experience to add ad agencies and all this different industries and verticals and, and methods. And the email industry is incredibly close, small, but unified in its message. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for my, not nearly the, the length of experience in it, but I'd, I'd say that's exactly what I've seen. There's a, there's a ton of goodwill as well, which you don't find in every. Yes industry. And that's a, that's a pretty remarkable thing. Um, let's shift gears if you don't mind. Um, and I want to start, sure. I want to start in the past and come to the, come to the, come to the present and the future a little bit in the time that you've been in email, you, you had to live through some of the, uh, some of the change waves of this is new, this makes things better. Uh, this is an innovation that doesn't stick. Like what are the, some of the things that stick out in, in the past in email of, 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 of big changes, big innovations, good or bad, successful or not? Um, can spam was good for a day. Uh, and then we read it and, and it was like, well, that's not much. Okay. Um, I would say if you grouped all the legislation together with the exception of can spam, that's been a good thing. Okay. Because it's given, it's given marketers um, the ability to, um, uh, go to their boss and say, no, legally, we can't do that. Right. Right. right? So you get an executive that wants to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it gives us cover. 
right? It gives a lot of us cover, GDPR, Castle, CCPA, all those different things give us cover. So I would say that that's an innovation that I think has been fantastic. I think the, the first innovation that started a lot of, even what Campaign Genius is and a lot of these companies that are in the space is, is um, uh, they're used to, there was a company back in the day and I had the name of it. They they built a system to uh, react to abandoned carts, huh. and uh, it was you know the old way of doing abandoned carts was to wait till Omniture or one of the analytics groups sent you the batch file at night wow. to send your abandoned cart email. That's why yeah. abandoned carts were always at twenty four hours, yeah, because we waited until that night's batch file to get it. Right, and then this company, God, I can't remember it. Um, company came along and said, wait, if you do it in the first hour with our technology, you will make a lot of money and everybody, it was blown away. Right. And that's where the presence of third-party vendors, like a campaign genius, like a lot of the other tech that we see, um, really has benefited this industry. And I think that's one of the things that's incredibly exciting is these third-party companies that can innovate faster than the ESPs in a very specific and focused way, that's that's where I think it's a win for everybody. Right, right. Uh, um, I think the downside for the industry over the years has just been the churn of people in and out of this industry. And so there's always a, there's always a what's old is new again approach, you know, um, <laughs> new people coming into the space and learning it. And then they get so good at their job because they listen to everything we said, they got promoted and now they got to be replaced. And it's like, well, now we got to teach the person again, you know? Well, that's, that, that's actually one of the, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the, on the clock. Cause I know you, you've got, uh, you're a busy guy with multiple conferences. I, one of the off-ramp parts of the conversation I was hoping to have with you was to, to, to talk to email marketing um, as both a, technical and marketing discipline and and possible career track that many people may not think of as a career track. I'm not, I'm not sure I've met a college kid who said, I think I want to go into email. Um, and they may not realize some of the fun, some of the opportunities. It's certainly not going to get smaller. Comments on, on the career track side of it? Yeah, we do a bad job as marketing in this industry <laughs> is a fun one, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think when you're on the outside and you're looking in, the email looks pretty boring and social looks pretty cool or ad looks pretty cool or, or this, that, the other thing looked pretty cool. And I, I would say that, um, as a discipline, email is new every day. Hmm. Uh, I may know how to do an abandoned cart series, Right. But I walk into a retail client and I'm going to do it well, the retail way, but then that client is going to define the message and timing and, and offer or no offer, whatever. Then I'm going to move over to financial services and they're going to do it another way from a form abandonment on a credit card application. Or I'm going to move to travel and hospitality where it's form abandonment on getting more information about a cruise. It changes every day because every client is different. Every customer is different. Every Every persona group or cohort group is different and it changes. Even if you're at a, at a, a, re, a marketer on the client side, mm-hmm. it's, it's the challenge of all the things you can do. I used to have a slide that I presented and I sat down one day for five minutes and I wrote down everything I could do in email and it filled up this entire PowerPoint slide. Wow. 
Wow. And I said, that was just with five minutes. Right. 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 There's always, there's always a new test to do. There's always a new design. There's always a new timing. There's always a new data structure or a, or a, or a piece of data. It, email has the ability to evolve faster than any other channel that, that is in existence because there's so many possibilities of what you can do inside of the inbox and to get to the inbox. Well, and I think I, I agree with you, you know, outside observation to some extent, but I also think the fact that 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 email is uh, is an ecosystem without super huge dominant players sort of dictating the pace of change really, uh, really enables that, you know, small company, small ESP, first guy to come up with the, uh, you know, abandoned cart notion that you were talking about can find a- CY, that was the name of the company. What was it? <laughs> Sorry, CY, CY.com. Um, <laughs> nice. But no, you're right. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of overlords. There is, yeah. you know, the API was a great piece of technology for this industry. Yeah. And the ability for, you know, if you look at the middleware vendors, like their names escape me, but you have all these middleware vendors that will hook this company to this company and they right. play in the middle. Yeah. And, and, and the ability, you know, that for the marketer expands the universe mm -hmm. um, greatly and, and gives everybody the freedom to do really whatever they want. Yeah. And uh, you're not reliant on the functionality of an ESP. You're looking at an ESP of can for what you're good at deliver acts mm -hmm. and Y and Z I'm going to get from this vendor and I'm going to bring it in. Rusty Warner from Forrester is great about talking about the wheel and spoke versus the all in one. And, and my personal opinion has been um, that the, what you want to have is your CRM at the middle and best in class providers surrounding your building your stack nice. um but you're focused on the integration points how can i share data mm -hmm. that actually dr lifts all boats right and so um that's the great thing that we don't have that the the only resistance that you have is a company's ability to integrate with another partner and use the data responsibly that's it yeah yeah and you don't have I mean, I'll, a quick contrast is not entirely fair, but who said we have to be fair? It's a podcast. Um, so many of so many of the bits and pieces that make email work are published open uh, standards that have been around. In many cases, have been around yes. for a, for a long time. You don't have uh, dominant company X saying we're going to change the game just slightly, and you all have to keep up because we kind of own the platform. Uh, open standards in email versus if you were a Windows developer. You know, 15 years ago, back in the day, Microsoft made a change in the Win32 API. You had no choice but but to go along, yes. and do what they and do what they said. Um, and it made for innovation in that in that vertical, but it also stifled. Uh, well, can we make it do something that's not in that API? Nope, sorry, don't get to right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And apps are that way. Yeah, apps are that way today. Apps have a container. Right. And the container is controlled by the operating system. But email doesn't have that. The only thing really we're controlled by is the rules of the game. Yeah. But the rules of the game are legislation mm -hmm. and generally things that make a lot of sense. They're not, you know, we haven't had anything that was like guiding. Yeah, I would say, you know, not being able to do JavaScript or some sort of 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 
uh, uh, cool stuff like you can do on the web. But companies like Campaign Genius and 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 others have allowed us to to do that. And and you know we are evolving as a space, um, but it's it it is at the it is in the possibility of the marketer to dream it and do it. Mm. And I don't know that I don't know that a lot of marketers are constrained by the idea. It's mostly, you know, the age old time resources and money. Time resources and and the exhausted look on your, uh, on your email team's uh, face because they're working so hard. Yes. Email volumes to that email volumes have gone, uh, have gone up pretty dramatically since we all got locked in the house. Yes. Yes. My inbox has just been, well, you know what, it's gotten a break since the politics are over. Um, (laughs) It was, it was pretty insane there for a while. Um, You know what we, I I was surprised. So we had just my personal experience and reading some stuff. We did have volume increases, but I didn't see a lot of crazy. Oh, interesting. I saw, I saw some vendors just the same old stuff. They never reacted to the time, never did anything different, which I thought was telling. Yeah. You saw some that dropped off and you saw some that did increase a little bit, but didn't go nuts. Now I've heard stories of some that just went absolutely uh, you know, uh, out of control, mm-hmm. but now they're dealing with how to rebuild the list because it burned out. But right, right. Um, I, th- I think what people saw, and this is just my opinion, is I think that executives and companies saw email as a as a, another opportunity to communicate, mm-hmm. but not necessarily another opportunity to pull on for revenue generation. Yes, they used it. Yes, they got creative, but it wasn't the, uh, we'll just send more and make more money. Right, right. And I, 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 wanna, I wonder if some of that is not because everybody was at home and they were having to deal with just how do we work from home and get an email campaign out the door, right? And so that may have saved us. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. But yeah, yeah. you know, you 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 know, I think people. I want to think that that companies respected the the channel enough to not say that's how we're going to make money. I don't know that. I don't know that there's any way to have you know to have the conversation with the non-existent one person who made this decision. But I've noticed that. Business conversations, video conferences, phone calls, whatever, um, in in the pandemic period, have actually gotten a ton more human. Because you know, we're I'm sitting in my office, you're sitting, you're, you're like, I'm looking at your space, you're looking at my space, yeah. right? We've got this this human civil thing in common, and and business conversations tend to start with that. Not, I'm going to jump right into the PowerPoint deck. You know, maybe there's some civility and you know what if we just if we go pound our list with stuff trying to sell widgets you know they're dealing with they're dealing with a lot right now let's give them a break and think long term and keep them as customers and not 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 burn out the list as you said not not spoil the commons yeah because because yeah and i wrote about that yeah that's right you yeah and i wrote about that a lot in this pandemic which was empathy and compassion and 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 all this stuff and i think you're you're spot on with that is that i think people in the in the presence of having empathy and 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 compassion mm-hmm. uh softened 
their natural gut reaction, which was to blast the crap out of people. <laughs> you know. Well, let's uh, let's hope we can stay going on that uh, on that footing. Uh, by the way, if you're listening, Ryan publishes columns fairly regularly in Marketing Land. What are the places? Marketing Land. Publish? Yes. Martech Today. Martech Today. Uh, Martech Today will do it. And then Media Post kicks up my stuff every once in a while. Email mm -hmm. and Asset does. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have my own blog on the website that we right. that we write on. So. Right. And and uh, and a Twitter feed, absolutely, uh, absolutely worth following. Yes. <laughs> Any uh, or, or pick, if you, if you want cooking, all my cooking is on Instagram. So that's where I put all of my meals and and everything I'm cooking on a regular is basis. That it. But, I was going to say you need a, you need a cooking uh, cooking cooking blog, man. Because if uh, yes. you mentioned some of the stuff you do, it's uh, it makes me hungry. Um, any any parting thoughts about someone who says ah email's dead? I'm going to give you the softball. Go for it. <laughs> oh man, that's so easy. <laughs> Uh, besides give me a break, you know, <laughs> after 50 years, you'd think they'd stop asking for our death. So, uh, I get, I get real bullish. I'm like, come on and try. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I'll, 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 I'll put your it. logo in the pile of ones that have failed. Well, and the nice thing is, you know, I, I just, I just picked up a, I just picked up a new, uh, a new, uh, iPhone and it's, it's 5g, not that there's 5g where I live yet, but I'm thinking, Oh, so the old "don't send me big attachment" or my inbox has gotten full starts to be even less of a concern because, like, yeah, the pipe can handle it. In fact, emails are really quite small when you look at it, so I'm yeah. not going to worry about that part anymore. And I don't worry about my uh, hard disk blowing up with my PST and OST anymore, and yes. so on, and so on, and so on. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think it's going anywhere soon. So, um, so hopefully this. Uh, this conversation can continue and we can have a repeat of it and check some of these uh, guesses in six months or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 It'd be fun. I make no predictions, but I'd like, I'd like to watch the story unfold. I think, I think we'll ring size seat for that. We should probably wrap and let you get to your next meeting. Once again, my guest was Ryan Phelan of RPE origin. Ryan, thank you so much for making the time today. It was really great to hear what you had to say. Thanks, Matthew. Great to be here in honor. And thanks for asking. Okay. We're out. Hi, Dr. Matthew Dunn here. Thank you so much for listening to the future of email. If you're an email industry exec or marketer and you're interested in being a guest, please apply at campaigngenius.io slash future of email. If this interview was useful for you, please consider sharing it. Grab a screenshot and post it and text it. And of course, email it to your friends. If you know someone who you think would be a good guest, tag them in your post and include the hashtag future of email. I really appreciate seeing guest suggestions. It helps us a ton to keep the show interesting. We do put out new episodes and new content fairly regularly. To keep up, I would suggest subscribing. Your sharing, your rating, your reviews are the key to promoting to the show and they mean a ton to me and to the team here. If you want to know more, go to our website, campaigngenius.io slash future of email, or follow me on LinkedIn. Search for Dr. Matthew Dunn. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.